today at the SDGI Directors in Dialogue, Morris Sweeney talks about his new drama, Saving the Titanic, in conversation with fellow director Liz Gill. We got the, the notion originally about the project. It was, it was a decent enough budget for a documentary, which what it was, and then the original idea was that it would be like I've done before, you do this uh, drama reconstruction that kind of generally wallpapers the narrative. And I said, look, there's going to be a plethora of stuff coming out in the next few weeks by Titanic. And I said, look, there's a chance to do something good here. So we kind of flew it under the radar a bit of the producer, even, <laughs> uh, who only read the script three weeks. Well, this is recorded, isn't it, Dan? <laughs> uh, uh, when he read the script, in fairness, he was very busy, Stephen. He's a great guy. Uh, three or four weeks before we shot <laughs> he said he called me to an office this is a drama <laughs> so but you know I think it stands out because, uh, because we, we took a, I mean I think we worked on bits it didn't on others in my own mind but uh, I think it's a different take on it you know mm. for what's going to come out in the next few weeks so uh, but it was under the radar earlier on yeah. so were you when you were approached it was to straight do a straight documentary basically with a few little reconstructions yeah there was a there was a Dick Warner of Waterways had written the premise with Keith Farrell, uh, one of the execs of Tile. And it was very loose at that stage and it was just a fascinating insight. And then we came across characters going into the um, through the inquiries in England and uh, New York and just found just fascinating stories. Like there's a lot of stuff there that unfortunately we didn't get to explain in the drama, but they're all based on like Barrett found his wife having having an affair with another man and he left the mines in Lancashire and signed up for the Merchant Navy and ended up in the Titanic, unfortunately. But he survived. But no, I think we just said, okay, let, let's, with all that money, because we're not used to that in Ireland, <laughs> for a documentary, we said, well, why not do a, a drama, you know? And we kind of went for it. And I, to be honest with you, I approached the usual production managers, uh, line producers, and they came back and said it couldn't be done. And I got a mate, Tony Deegan, in, who said it could be done. We, 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 we fulfilled all union rules and we, um, we got it done. So it was, uh, yeah, because the script is nice. You wouldn't, I mean, it feels like it was written by a, you know, someone who loved it and nurtured it. And yeah, I mean, I, we, we had the idea at the start, we picked out the characters and then we, we found two writers in England. We'd looked at writers in Ireland and met them, um, but uh, came across these two guys, Colin Heber Percy and Lyle Watson, who had done a lot of the BBC stuff like Rome. Krakatoa, done drama doc, mm. like drama doc as opposed to doc drama, if you know what I mean. And uh, his grandfather, Lyle's grandfather, had worked in Harold and Wolf, so there's a passion there. And they'd pitch for Kieran Donnelly's series, mm -hmm. uh, The Temper of Blood and Steel. They didn't get it in the end, they were down to the shortlist at the mm. end. And they came with a knowledge, and I said, Look, mm. we've only got a certain amount of time to write this anyway. Went through about three or four drafts, and you know, I, I would have loved another one, but um, such a good and some of the, can you tell me, I mean, you've got an amazing cast there. Yeah. And some of them even seem to look like the real people. Like there's We only found that afterwards. Really? It's <laughs> well, I've been casting Joseph Bell as a guy. There was a one photograph of Joseph Bell without a beard and he looked nothing like David Wilmot. Mm. We found a photograph at the, in the editing process of Joseph Bell with a beard. <laughs> that was great. Well, we'll put that up at the end. Um, we weren't going to put the characters up at the end. For, it was a... To be honest, that was a ZDF producers thing. They wanted that, so. Um, but um, no, the cast were great, and I think it's 
I think actors like ensemble pieces and when they saw the script, I mean, it's a fairly straightforward script in a lot of ways. It's very mainstream and it's, but it's something that actors grab onto, I think, and they like work and it, it focuses on a few, but many, if you know what I mean, and that ensemble thing works with them. A few guys were great. I mean, David was the last to be cast, to be honest with you, because we were looking at other guys for Bell, and Bell's 50 years of age, and David just turned 40, so he's my age, and in fairness, Louise Kiley, she said, look, he's one of the best actors going, which I knew, and he's always played the sidekick, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, the psychopath, by the way. That's a great line with Gerd, in the guard. But um, I met him for coffee one day, and he just, he loved it, and we went for it, and I thought he was great, and he's just, he's just an amazing actor. Mm -hmm. So how many, how long did you take to shoot? And 21 where? days. Okay, wow. Yeah. And where did you do it? In Ardmore, was it? Or no? In Ardmore, yeah. I'd gone scouting in England for steam museums, because only the English have steam museums. Um, they have that lovely eccentricity about them, that, they, uh, that the only English have. We don't have it in Ireland. And uh, we found this, where the open seas, where the engine room stuff, and mm -hmm. pistons stuff, mm -hmm. it's, it's the largest, it's an exact replica of the engine on the Titanic. And Cameron had gone there 15, year, or 15 years ago when he was doing Titanic and it wasn't working. And then um, these ex-BBC guys, in their spare time mm. and into steam, mm. got it going again. <laughs> so I found, I was going like, this is a beauty and then we let it, they let it. We are there for a week for all those shoots and a bit of the electrician's room, which was very small, we kind of CGI that afterwards. And the rest was built in the tank in Ardmore okay. and a few sets around the tank. So. State, so, uh, so in the t so when you were the, when the water's coming in at their feet, yeah. they're actually in the bottom of the tank. Yeah, and the, yeah, that's yeah. awkward to shoot, isn't it? It was, it, it was. It was contained. Um, the set we'd originally built was probably a quarter bigger than the tank, but Ray, in fairness, said, "Look, we couldn't do this without the tank. To be honest with you, mm. would have cost us mm. a fortune." So, you know, we, we cut our cloth to measure, cut our set to measure, and uh, chopped off a quarter of the set and put it into the tank. Mm -hmm. And literally shot it in sequence then when the water mm, would come mm. up, you know, and then um, we could flood it. Because the funny thing about the Titanic, I mean, the thing about Cameron's movie, which is unfortunate, it's the, it's the reference point for everybody at the moment, or it might remember that there was this water pouring everywhere. There wasn't water pouring everywhere mm. when it mm -hmm. happened, you know. Mm -hmm. It was actually a slow rise of water that generally just weighed the ship over and only at the end. So these guys were actually, we even exaggerated the level of the water in the boiler mm -hmm. room because it, it never really went up to above ankle mm. while they were trying to save the ship. Mm -hmm. But we flooded a bit too much, which was fine. It looked good, I think. But um, but it was like it was a closed set, which was great. And you know, we knew what we were shooting because of the level of water. We had to shoot it in sequence to mm -hmm. a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Those sections, anyway. But, um, yeah, it looked very real, and the furnaces as well looked very. Yeah, no, it was just Ray Ball. I don't know if anyone's worked with him, but it's just I'd work with Ray in ads years ago for mm -hmm. him. And then his passion for Titanic is when you get a crew and they're into Titanic, they, they bring stuff to mm -hmm, it, you know, mm -hmm. and I think, and there's also, there's a, there's an expectation there where there's cameras or to make it look like something, mm -hmm. but uh, Ray did great research and actually kind of, Titanic as a big ship was actually quite cramped mm. in working areas, mm. like corridors, mm. the boiler rooms, they look big, they stretched for ages, but they were actually still quite cramped, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and last technical question, it mm. looked like people were walking on mm. floors that were Tilting. Yeah, really? we, we built some of the sets on the gimbal, so mm. uh, a certain tilt, um, nice. and we had to cheat the camera, like at one stage where the water, where uh, Owen McDonald's walking down, he starts that Bowery Hors, that's quite early in the film, but it's quite steep, and it wouldn't have been that steep, so we were con conscious of 
throughout the script. Okay, she's at ten degrees. She's at seven degrees. Mm -hmm. You know, because you have Titanorex, <laughs> yeah. who will write write me letters, and uh, I've got a few already. I'm sure uh, that you have to be precise. I mean, people know it so well, but uh, it was a bit of a challenge. But it was fun. Like it was just. But it makes it's it's really simple. It's like smoke and mirror stuff in filmmaking, which was great. It was like you know, tilt the camera a bit this way and get her to shake a bit. Yeah, Star Trek wise, it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks better than Star Trek, but uh, and just then, when more generally, you're, uh, you're, I, I don't know whether it's safe fair to say more famous for documentary or at least. Yeah. Um, so how do you, do you do you, what what do you see as being the biggest differences or what what do you is it now is it that you prefer drama but you do documentary or do you do, do different stories for different? No, I was back. I shooting on my own today. Mm -hmm. With an EX3 and a salmon down in Kilkenny. Um, nice story. Um, about adult literacy, which I loved. Um, you did it mm -hmm, last mm -hmm. year. Story with me in it. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's a buzz of doing drama. I mean, I've always done elements of drama in the docs. I mean, I've always tried to do different things. And but, I mean, that was the first full blown drama as such, and I said we flew under the radar a bit. But, um, no, I loved it, and I'd like to do more, you know. Without a doubt, you know. Mm. I think documentary grounds you though. And I was interested on the shoot because the key crew were all documentary. Uh, the guys I'd work with, Richard Kendrick, Fiaker Hanlon, like Mike Sam, cameraman, and Tony Deegan, the producer, who worked in documentary. And when we met the crew at first, it was a bit of a kind of a, not a standoff, I would say, but there was a kind of a eyeing each other up when we arrived mm. to England because he had a full blown guys who could just go from shoot to shoot, you know, and, and they're great guys, you know, but there was kind of one of these guys like, we learned a lot and it was a really, it was a happy shoot, like it was stressful, but it was it was good fun, you know what I mean? And I think we weren't bringing a, the baggage of previous dramas to this. We were mm -hmm. coming right, we're going to have a bit of fun with this. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, I think they got into that mind because documentary is a di different discipline, but I think it definitely informed that to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, mm. I don't know why, but somehow it did, I think. Um, it was good fun. It's a different, yeah. But I think the documentary going into drama, I think, You've seen more and more people doing it, but it, it gives you a grounding of you're not afraid to work with actors as much as I think you would be. Mm -hmm. At least they'll say the lines you want them to say. Yeah, right? yeah, it's great. And you can talk to them and you can, what yeah. That's amazing. Actors do do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like people, it's, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. And if you make them cry, it's okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, does anyone else want to jump in on any of these uh, thoughts? What was the budget on it? Uh, it was 1.6 in the end. Okay. 1.6, yeah. And did you ever consider, like, uh, the documentary parts are quite small, yeah. considering the drama, did you ever think of trying to integrate them so you didn't have to cut away to those pieces, or were you always going to... You know yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, there was a criticism of the film. They went out to the film festival, and there was a very... Uh, guy wrote a blog, I can't remember his name, but it was, it was actually a very fair criticism of the film. He said he liked it, and he said it was... He felt it fell between two stools, whether it was documentary or... Thing and he, and he said a fair point. I think sometimes a documentary Liam's voice possibly drags you out of it. Um, but that information is important. Mm. That information is important, but as much as po possible in the script. I mean, one very important scene is uh, where Andrews is sitting down at the dinner table with the young son Frank, and he's explaining the kind of. The, I suppose it, it exudes the the arrogance of the time, you know, uh, you know what 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 they believed in, you know, and they genuinely did believe in it, which was fair enough. And it just the Titanic's it. Stroke of bad luck, to be honest with you, whatever he says. But, um, we tried to get a documentary in. I mean, I would have done it 
There was an interesting thing, actually, we tried to put forward, funnily enough, to commission editors, and RT backed out of it, was that the voice would be of an old Northern English guy who would sound like documentary, but you would realise at the end it was the young Frank Bell telling the story, yeah. which would have tied it in a bit more. And mm. I would have gone for that. I was worried, is that a bit cheesy? But I think it's that type of script in a way that wouldn't have suffered from it because I think it's quite mainstream in that respect and it's, that it would have wrapped itself up quite nicely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would agree that something, yeah, there is a Liam voice probably, the documentary probably does grab you out a bit. I think that's a, that's probably a fault of it, I think. Yeah. But because it is, because like, I know what you mean and like, it did occur to me that idea that maybe if you'd done it that way because they had their little investigation at the beginning wherever like that, some of this information could have come true, but... Like, if you didn't know those facts that Liam tells us, yeah. you're not really going to get... Because yeah. if you saw from their perspective, the guys who are in the engine room and stuff like that, like... And it's very hard for an actor to do that even dialogue as well, yeah. you know? Mm. You know, you know exactly. the greatest ship in the world. But, you know, it's, it comes we to but also, I mean, it's a production point of view, cause, and Liz will know, because it, it came through factual RTE. Okay, yeah. It wasn't true drama, so... Um, it, it came through factual, so it, they, they have to have the remit that this is a factual gotcha. line on it, you know? I, It'd be better as a full drama, I think, but, you know, I think they're it's the nice constraints. going from the shot of Harlan and Wolf into the... Yeah, no, stuff like that was great, you know, mm -hmm. I think that sort of, sometimes it really works, sometimes it kind of, you, you are pulled out of it slightly, I think, but... Um, was the letter at the end, the Bellboy's letter, was that drama, uh, was that drama... Does fiction, yeah. yeah. All the other letters are yeah. real, but, uh, that's, yeah. 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 And when is it going to get a wider writing on the TV and different countries that you sold to? Um, but it's on, it's actually an air cut that's going out in the PBS in the States oh. on the first vacant, which is great. Great. We follow on Twitter that's that night. Really great, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, great, you know. Um, and uh, it's not enough stuff we make a scene outside of Ireland, no. you know. And then it's going to Germany's IDF that 90 minutes, Arte, uh, I think Austria, uh, Finland, um, History Channel, um, the night before, and RT on the 11th. The ninety minute, which, are, which is great. There's two one hour cuts as well, but I really prefer the ninety. Yeah, so, um, What's cut out? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the two one hours. I think we we dragged it a bit, to be honest okay. with you, because we have to fulfil the two yeah. one hours. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not. I'd stand by them, you know. It's, but my ninety minute was the favourite cut because it was just. I mean, I said it was twenty one days. Like we, we, like I was counting in my head. Like I was going to the continuity person, script supervisor, rang her at the Welsh Girls, great, how much have we got in film, you know? And then whatever she said, we've, we've got 54 minutes shot. I'd always add five to me, because I knew that scene would take longer than it is, or whatever like that, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, and, and when we got to the cut of the two, which is what, a hundred and take titles, say 99 minutes with credits and all that, you know, um, we were, we were tight, you know, getting to it, you know. And it was the case then, do we get people in, you know, to talk about it, you know. That was actually one aspect of the doc I had hmm. considered. I do kind of a Band of Butters thing where you just get people talking at the start, but not in the middle of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You bookend it like that, which I think possibly could have worked. Mm -hmm. And then you let the drama, mm -hmm. much like something like Belson was done, or the BBC docs, the mm -hmm. drama docs were done, and, mm -hmm. or the, the Final Solution stuff. It was, it was kind of an interesting way, but, you know, it was... The documentary, it's, it's, it's a mixture of mission editors, production and remit and what the budget we got and we had to do it. So, so. Did you have an interest in Titanic before you did this piece? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you think the, 
I did after. I did. I. I, I, I knew it was coming. Like you know, I mean, I'm a history thing. I'm mean, going to do docs on history as well. I mean, Titanic was just so out there, and the you know, everybody knew it. Everybody owned it. Like you know, it's it's not like you could bring it to it. But it's only when we started thinking, and yeah, there are fascinating. It's only when you go through the the inquiries were great. You know, the, the, the stuff that was. The, the whole idea I was fascinated with, and the writers were fascinated with, was the whole idea at the time. That, like that will document, I don't know if it'll hit us, but it'll hit kind of British audience more because everyone at the time said, at the time afterwards, was everybody was very Edwardian. Everybody mm. was British. Everybody stayed at their post. They weren't, you know? Mm. People were given a chance to get out, even in the engineers. They didn't all wait there, wait for the ship to sink, you know? Some left and they were given the opportunity to leave, and some stayed. Uh, I mean, that was the thing I was interested in, and there was, I think, the Fujiyama plant at the time, and mm -hmm. what, what's heroism, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, we could have gone a little bit more into that, I said that's why I would have done another, I'd love to have done another draft, because that was a really interesting idea of, what we, I don't know what I would have done, you know? Mm. I would have legged it, I think. Yeah, I can tell you what I would have done. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> most directors would, I think. <laughs> A little bit of a Titanic myself, and uh, I read I read a bit about the two inquiries, but I was really struck by the fact this is the first Titanic film or anything to do with the Titanic I've ever seen that doesn't have Captain Smith in it. Mm. The, mm. the captain of the Titanic is not mm. in it. Um, like you see that scene where he sees hovering down at the, yeah. the blower trying to get raise the bridge, but mm. obviously there's nobody there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which I thought was one of, was one of the really really nice things that, that you never actually saw. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't have done the CGI shots to be honest with you, but there was yeah. a, I think they worked. CGI, you know, it's not the Titanic. <laughs> if you do a spaceship in CGI, you believe it. Yeah. If you do the Titanic, it's different because you know it's not real. It's funny, but um, yeah, no, I think. That we, we just it was purposely they they were cut off to a certain extent and they were kind of they were left in oblivion because they did, and they had to make up their own minds of what to do you know Andrews was an important thing because I think he did come down and talk to the guys but the only record of him is actually talking to Smith on the night but actually there were cases of him he did come down and would have talked to the engineer because he would have been much more aware of mm. what the ship could take you know. So yeah, it was kind of just to keep that, good to hear that. And watching the Costa Concordia. Yeah, no, it was great timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was how, great. How far did you have to dig on the research end of it? Like how, I mean, how long did that? Uh, oh, a fair bit. It was going up by uh, Keith Farrell and Fairness, who, who had worked in originally. Was the, he was our oracle. He was our Bible to go to every time. And he was a great guy. Wonder, he was a researcher and producer. And, we were ringing up on the set, like, you know. You know <laughs> are, we yeah, are we checking? And, and Keith would be great. He'd be going through a script. No, they, you di they didn't go to G-Deck. And I'm going, oh, fuck. <laughs> but, you know, it does matter, though, you know. You know and, but all the, it, the stuff in there is right. G-Deck, aft thing, it, that matters. And it's, yeah. you know, and all the, like, the language was great, you know, and I think and, um, he, he was great in that. But the research started a long time before, right up to the last day of shoot. Yeah, well, I said the Titanic would be out. So. Yeah. yeah, well, you got past one. Yeah, I got past one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most drama stuff that you've done before. You usually just do straight up documentary? Or? Yeah, no, documentary's my field. How did you find the ship between two of them? Because that's got to be. Well, it was like work with actors. I've never yeah. been scared of it. Like, I just, uh, I think if you know your story, it's a very different experience because, I mean, uh, when you're going out to shoot, Liz will know, you, you don't have a set thing of a documentary, what it's mm -hmm. going to become. And, 
but you know the scripts in front of you and you know what you got to do and yeah i think once you work with actors because i trust my crew like i i actually because i did i didn't have a drama cameraman mm. but i knew myself and richie were the thing where i said look if there's something bothers about a shot we'll both say it to each other but we finish each other's sentences yeah so that left me to talk with the actors and actors love that because actors apparently these days when they do drama they rarely get time for rehearsal and it was, they were amazed that like we're spending time blocking this out and we're the director's <laughs> talking to me because yeah. often if they turn up and it's like okay bit of chat block it out this is what you do um so i would just work with them and i really enjoyed it like it was great because you know, i don't know like for me like i normally work in like drama and then just yeah. recently i've done a little bit of documentary yeah. stuff just out in five mentions to that and what terrified me was that total lack of control that you have in documentary is in like you have to try and capture this moment because it unravels and so that but i would have thought it'd be harder coming from documentary to drama because as a somebody's making documentaries what you're doing is you're capturing real life like it's there these people are already there and so that it's up to you to just capture it on camera which is huge pressure but that kind of magic is unraveling itself while in a drama you actually have to tell the people to do those interesting things i still do you think you do that in a documentary to a certain extent i think yeah. you guide it I think Hitchcock said a very good thing. He said, on a, on a film, God is director. On a documentary, God is director. But the director is God on the film, but on the documentary, God is the director. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a, but I think you guide stuff in a documentary as well. It, it's, but you know, see, I know, what the, you know where you're going. There's an end plan with a drama. You yeah. can see the end script. You know where you're working towards. Yeah. Documentary can change, and it's you just... You, you have to adapt as a director to do that, but you, I think you guide it a bit more okay, yeah. with gentler hands, possibly, on a doc. But um, I don't know. We, we all have different ways of doing it. But, um, I suppose the skills of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, don't, they don't change. You know, I think there's always an arc or a narrative you're looking for. Or, um, That's a pretty smooth transition, though. For yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you wouldn't look at that and think, "God, that guy's never done drama." Before. Oh, yeah, sure, it's not sure. Looks great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. How much rehearsal actually did you do prior to that uh, production? Like, um, a fair, one big read through, and then I would individually talk. Would it, uh, I don't shoot an awful lot. Yeah. Even in docs. I just don't. I, I comes back to my film school days. Like, yeah, I always imagine I've a 400 roll for the film to shoot, and I purposely don't shoot that much, so I always. Delayed a shooting to a certain extent till I get, and that worked in the drama. So there wasn't time enough to shoot too much anyway. So I said, right, let's mm. rehearse it better. And so we'd spend about kind of an hour, an hour and a half rehearsing until we shot the scene. And well, once they're going, you can keep shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once they're, but they were a great cast. They really were. They were. They. There was one difficult guy in it. I'm not naming names. It's been recorded. It's been recorded. Me. <laughs> um, no, they were all great. They were genuinely great. Well, I learned a lot. I mean, I think actors just love notes. Yeah. I mean, I remember working with doing Cromwell in Ireland years ago at Own Row. Not gonna, I know people want to go, but uh, he said to me like, an actor doesn't want to be told what to do. Sometimes, he likes to he likes to be told what you don't want, <laughs> and then let him at it. You know what I mean? And then, but they do look like David, the supreme actor. Like I mean, and he, he's a hard working actor. Like on the set, he's constantly doing his accent, and you can see the other guys, the younger actors, were kind of in awe of him when they first came with him, on set with him. Like, 
because they were quite separate a lot of the, the, the actors uh, for location reasons and stuff like that but uh, he he just loved notes and he'd almost be feel embarrassed not having a note because he knew he did it perfectly like just make up something like, you know, for him to, to <laughs> or even a simple thing just lift up the call and go oh, that's a great idea they just love because they're great at their own thing anyway you just but they that was an interesting learning thing for me completely like you know well the worry is always ask actors that don't ask questions that's always the worry yeah. Yeah. If actors are asking questions, you go, okay, yeah, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah. They're not asking questions about the characters and stuff like that. And mm. and, like, sometimes that can be surprising. They can come out and they can be mm. absolutely brilliant and follow a direction and everything like that. Mm. But I mean, most of the time, yeah, it's always good to find them asking questions. Because then, you know, some of them just want to know what you don't want, as you said. Yeah. That's that's really all they, that, that, that's their big word. It's like, wait a minute. Well, I think if you sit down with an actor before you shoot, I mean, I sat down with David. The only reason David agreed to do it was I sat down with him in Mark's Butters, as I call it, or Simon's Place, and with a coffee. And I laid out what I thought this film was and what his role was. And uh, once he was sure that I knew what it was, because that's the one thing I suppose documentary brings to you, because you know the subject so well and you get to know it so well. You're a master of everything and, and nothing at the same time in that. But that I was very sure of what I was able to what I wanted so he bought into it and I think once they do that yeah. you're, you're, you're almost there you know but I have to say it was, I'd love to work on that do more of that no I definitely should it's, it, that's really good I wouldn't have thought you had I appreciate that, that. Yeah. Really, really good. So, uh, it's back to docs now <laughs> 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 pay the bills that's great well thanks a million Morris. thank you Liz well done. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you for listening to SDGI Directors in Dialogue. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the Irish Film Board and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. For more information on the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland, visit us at www.stgi.ie.